Yo, what is going on everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're we'll going in depth into my top 24 quarterback and tight end rankings for week number 9 of the 2023 fantasy football season. But before we could get into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, then please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure that you leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at Notorious FNTSY. So without further ado, let's get in to my week number nine top 24 quarterback and tight end rankings and tiers. We begin with the S tier at the quarterback position at number one with Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs going up against the Miami Dolphins in Germany at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I know Patrick Mahomes absolutely dropped a deuce on your chest if you started him in fantasy football last week. The guy was playing like a blind man out there. Zero touchdowns, two interceptions, 240 passing yards. If I'm being completely honest, I think that was the worst I have ever seen Patrick Mahomes look in my life. Now, the guy was dealing with the flu, this, that, and the other thing. He has one down game. It is what it is, right? If you look at his season as a whole, this guy has been very solid week in and week out. One of the most reliable quarterbacks in all of fantasy football. Currently the quarterback three on the year again, despite the fact that he was the quarterback 30 last week. Going up against the Dolphins defense, I do believe will be a tough task for Patrick Mahomes, but at the end of the day, this game has all of the makings of a potential tit-for-tat high-scoring back and fourth affair and I would be hard pressed to rank Patrick Mahomes outside of the top five and again he is my quarterback one this week again even though the Dolphins defense has been getting better this matchup you can smell it through the screen it reeks of points at number two we got Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles going up against the Dallas Cowboys at home in Philadelphia he has been a top five quarterback in four straight games it has only fallen outside the top 10 at the quarterback position once and that was week one against the Patriots now on paper this matchup against the Dallas Cowboys might be a little bit scary and I do get that Jalen Hurts is a little bit banged up but at the end of the day even Jalen Hurts on one fucking leg is probably better than a majority of quarterbacks for fantasy football this man has one of the best offensive lines in the NFL with one of the best receiving cores in the NFL with an argument to be made that he is the best wide receiver in the NFL and AJ Brown on his team Jalen Hurts to me is a no-brainer S-tier quarterback week in and week out at number three we got Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills going up against the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati Cincinnati on Sunday night football last week he was the quarterback two. the week prior he was the quarterback four he's only had two games outside of the top 12 including a disaster filled game up against the Giants and then week one where he just looked lost against the Jets now he goes up against the Bengals this is another game that we could see being very high scoring a tit-for-tat high scoring affair Josh Allen is the quarterback one on the season and just another guy that a top five ranking is a no-brainer at number four we got Joe Joe Burrow Joe Shiesty of the Cincinnati Bengals going up against the Buffalo Bills at home in Cincinnati now coming out the bye week last week they faced a stout 49ers defense and they absolutely Cleveland steamered the 49ers defense 280 plus passing 
passing yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, as well as 43 rushing yards. Now, he's probably not going to rush for 43 yards this week, but I love the matchup against the Bills. The Bills defense is severely beaten and battered. They are banged up, and if Joe Burrow continues to look as good as he looked last week, this guy might completely flip his script on the season, because if we remember the first four games, quarterback 31, 21, 26, and 28. Recently, he's been the quarterback 8, 14, and 4, and I think he continues on a good trajectory. At number 5, we got another AFC North quarterback. We got Lamar Jackson of the Ravens going up against the Seattle Seahawks at home in Baltimore. Last week, up against the Arizona Cardinals, despite that being the wet dream matchup, the greatest matchup on earth, Lamar shit the bed as the quarterback number 28, but it feels like when they are big, the Ravens are big favorites, Lamar typically doesn't dominate as much as he should. But when they are in closer games, Lamar Jackson typically ends up covering and he ends up playing a lot better. This is a tougher matchup defensively up against the Seahawks. But again, Lamar Jackson has been very consistent this season as a top 10 quarterback. Sure, he had a down game against the Cardinals, but I'm not going to get too mad about one down game. Moving now to the A tier with quarterbacks six through eight. These are all quarterbacks that I'm still very confident in, but they just don't quite frankly crack the S tier. Leading the A tier is my boy Tua Tungavailoa as the quarterback six going up against the Chiefs in Germany. Guten Tag. Tua Tungavailoa has been kind of up and down all season, but ultimately he's been pretty consistent, but he just hasn't been like a lock to be a top five or six quarterback every single week. Currently the quarterback five on the year. The Chiefs secondary, definitely very, very tough. So I don't think this is going to be the greatest game out of Tua. But again, this matchup has all the makings of being that very high scoring game and if that is the case Tua could easily end up as a top five quarterback on the weekend number seven we got Dakota Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys going up against the Eagles in Philadelphia the Eagles have an elite front seven but the secondary pretty soft Dak has been a top three quarterback in back-to-back weeks and while Dak was absolutely dog shit for the first five games of the season it appears that he is gotten better it appears that the offense as a whole has looked a lot better and I think this should be a very fun one against the Eagles where Dak again has the upside to be a top three quarterback at number eight we have Justin Herbert the pervert of the LA Chargers going up against the New York Jumbo Jets in MetLife now Justin Herbert out of all three of these quarterbacks in the A tier by far has the worst matchup the Jets defense has put a ton of quarterbacks in a mental pretzel thrown them into the goddamn blender But outside of one down game against the Kansas City Chiefs in Week 7, Herbert has been another uber-consistent quarterback. Now, you know, when the game's on the line, the back's against the wall, Herbert's throwing the ball to the defense. But at the end of the day, even if that happens against the Jets here, he'll probably still throw two-plus touchdowns, probably throw for around 300 yards, and you're still going to be happy that you started Justin Herbert. But the upside this week is severely limited by the matchup. Moving now. Now to the B tier, we got quarterbacks 9 through 11. At number 9, we got C.J. Stroud of the Houston Texans going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home in Houston. Last week was C.J. Stroud's worst week by far, and it wasn't even close. He really did look like a rookie quarterback in that game against the Panthers, a game that they ultimately lost. But in reality, you play that game a bunch more times, Stroud probably wakes up and plays a lot better. 140 passing yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions, just does not get it 
done in fantasy football. Now, I know that the Bucks defense is a lot stronger than the Panthers defense, but we have seen C.J. Stroud ball up against stronger defenses. They came out kind of limp against the Panthers last week, but maybe that was just them overlooking them coming out the bye. Now, I don't actually think any NFL team is overlooking anything, but you could argue that was the case. The Bucks defense is pretty solid, but Baker and that offense has looked good. If the Texans are able to start racking some points up, this really could be a high-scoring game. And Stroud, for a very large portion of the season, was a lock to be a top-12 quarterback. So I like him as my quarterback nine. At number 10, we have Derek Carr of the New Orleans Saints going up against the Chicago Bears at home in New Orleans. Now, Derek Carr has been a top 15 quarterback in four straight weeks, but he only really started to pass the eye test last week against the Colts because previously he's thrown for over 300 yards, right? He throws a touchdown, throws one interception, and while that's fine for fantasy, it wasn't really looking good when you watch the game. You'd watch Carr miss a wide open Olave. You'd watch Carr make some fucking downright horrendous decisions. And sometimes the defense would pick it. Other times they'd drop it. But at the end of the game, if you weren't watching the game, you'd be like, oh, Derek Carr's actually playing pretty good this year. But last week up against the Indianapolis Colts, 300 plus yards and two touchdowns with zero interceptions. This week, while I still have some doubts with Derek Carr, And up against a tougher defense, I don't think he'd be able to do that, put the cape on, have a huge game. He gets the Bears, one of the shittiest defenses, if not the shittiest defense in the NFL. So Derek Carr should be just fine in this one. At number 11, we got the Wolfman, Sam Howell, of the Commanders going up against the Patriots in New England. Quarterback numero uno last week against the Eagles. While I was kind of on the Howell bandwagon in the summer, you would have had to have been Sherlock goddamn Holmes to see him being this good. Currently the quarterback eight on the season, and I really like this matchup against the Patriots because the Patriots defense is not the Patriots defense from early on in the season. I think Hal's pretty close to a lock to be a top 12 quarterback in this game against the Patriots. And if he hits his ceiling, he really could be a top five quarterback on the week. But something to note is that every once in a while, Sam Howell just hits a wall, you know, against the Giants. Not the best defense, zero touchdowns, one interception. Now, the Bills defense in week three, they were rock hard, four interceptions, zero touchdowns. But Howell has had these down games, so that's something that lingers in the back of my mind. But ultimately, I'm not going to let that make me panic completely, and I think he's a safe bet, again, to be inside the top 12. Moving now to the C tier, this is where things start to get a little bit more scary. If you had quarterbacks 1 through 11, you're feeling golden like your pony boy. But if now you're getting to this range, things start to feel a little bit grosser. And then if you notice, the deeper we get in, It is just digging in the goddamn weeds. You need to, it's like in those old school movies where they'd be in Vietnam and they're fucking using their machete to cut through all the trees. That's what it feels like you're doing as you get later and later into the quarterback rankings. If you guys enjoyed thus far, hit that subscribe button down below as well as hit that like button. Very nice, I like. It would help me out a ton. So Gardner Minshew, the second of the Colts going up against the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Gardner Minshew has oddly surprised me this season. Now, Gardner Minshew is probably one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL, but he has looked even better than I thought he would over the last two weeks. He's a pretty safe bet to finish anywhere from quarterback 12 through 18, so he's always going to be start-worthy unless every team is not on bye. And, you know, 
There's 32 quarterbacks to choose from. You probably don't want to rank him that high, but he could still finish as a top 12, top 10 to 18 guy. He had a game a couple weeks ago as the quarterback three against the Browns in week seven. Four touchdowns, one interception over 300 yards. Now, that was just an anomaly. That ain't going to happen again, but maybe it does up against a Panthers defense that, to me, isn't really the best. At number 13, we got Geno Smith of the Seattle Seahawks going up against the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Rough matchup for Geno. But again, Geno's one of these guys that is just the quarterback 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, or 18 every single week, which is a start-worthy guy. He's not a guy that I would love to have as my starting quarterback because he definitely has disappointed this season compared to last year. Last year, he was looking really good. And this year, again, he hasn't been like a bottom-of-the-barrel quarterback sinking the battleship of the Seahawks. But once the Seahawks get to the playoffs, then they have to rely on playoffs, then they have to rely on Geno Smith more. That is when I think we start seeing Geno Smith's errors the mistakes he's making hit like a fucking cannon shot right again tough matchup for Gino he has so many weapons around him though that he'll still be fine but again not the most ideal starter on the week and number 14 we got Jordan love me tender love me sweet of the Green Bay Packers going up against the LA Rams solid matchup for him the problem is weeks one two three and four this man is on top of the world this man is dominant chains and whips 50 shades of gray style this man was just absolutely butt fucking the NFL and then recently, quarterback 24, 12 and 18, definitely looking more inconsistent. He had a game against the Raiders in prime time where he threw three picks and he's thrown at least one pick over the last two games. So I'm not here to tell you that Jordan Love is some fraud like some people will be saying on the internet. But what I'm here to tell you is that maybe we need to pump the brakes a little bit on the Jordan Love bandwagon. I think quarterback 14 is very fair for him, but until he starts picking it up more, I think this is kind of the range where to see him sit in every single week. At number 15, we got Baker Mayfield of the Bucks going up against the Houston Texans in Houston. The Houston Texans defense has kind of let down over the last couple of weeks. Top 11 quarterback in back-to-back weeks for Baker. Two touchdowns, no interceptions last week, over 230 yards, as well as 19 rushing yards. Feels pretty safe to have him ranked here at quarterback 15. We know that there's going to be those Baker games where he doesn't look like the Baker that he's looked like a majority of the season, which has been pretty good. So you got to bake that into the ranking, which is what puts him at quarterback 15. Moving now to the D tier. Again, this is where if you're starting one of these these quarterbacks here, good luck, pal. Now, again, are you completely fucked, bent over a table? No, but... This obviously isn't an ideal range of quarterback to be starting. Quarterback number 16, beginning off the D tier, Bryce Young. Bryce Young has had three solid enough games in a row. Good enough to crack the top 18, but even against the Colts, whose defense is pretty soft, even against the Colts, where this could be a higher scoring game, I just think Chuba Hubbard will probably end up in the in the end zone like twice. Bryce Young throws like a touchdown, maybe two, and you end up with an okay game. He hasn't really been consistent all season, but without him feeling catching so many balls, pause, anything is possible. At number 17, we got Danny Dimes. Seems like he's going to be the starting quarterback this week up against the Las Vegas Raiders in Viva Las Vegas. Now, Daniel Jones is a guy that is ranked as the quarterback 15 on expert consensus rankings, and he is a guy that you would have to straight up strap me down 
and fucking try to torture me to get me to throw Daniel Jones in. Because Daniel Jones has either been the quarterback one or ranked outside of the top 20 every single week. He's coming off of an injury, so he might not even be 100%. I get, Nikki's going up against the Raiders defense. This is a great matchup. Well, the Giants offense hasn't proved jack shit yet this season to show me an ounce of consistency out of Danny Dimes. At number 18, we got AOC, Aiden O'Connell of the Raiders going up against the Giants in Viva Las Vegas. Now, Aiden O'Connell has looked good at points in the season. I definitely think he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo, as well as old man Brian Hoyer. But at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, the Giants defense has looked like, you know, pretty rock solid, like your cock after a gas station rhino pill. So take it as you will. O'Connell gets to be the quarterback 18, but that's mainly because there's a lot of bad quarterbacks this week. Number 19, we got Mystic Mac Jones of the Patriots going up against the Commanders. Mac Jones has pulled that rabbit out of his hat twice this season. Quarterback 8 against Buffalo, quarterback 2 against the Eagles in Week 1. But those good games are far and few in between. We'll start with Week 1. Quarterback 2, 24, 22, 33. There's only 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. 31, 27, 8, and 21, can you do something for me up against the Dolphins last week? Now I get, Nick, this is a great matchup against the Washington Commanders. They just got rid of Sweat. They just got rid of Chase Young. Mac Jones is going to go crazy. Maybe. But I don't trust him. Number 20, Zach Wilson, the MILF Hunter, going up against the Chargers. Great matchup. Problem is... He's Zach Wilson. That's really all we need to say. I think Zach Wilson could easily finish top 18-ish, but his ceiling, like if Zach Moss goes, not Zach Moss, if Zach Wilson goes balls to the wall, if Zach Wilson whips his cock out, front hand, backhand, slaps the face of the Chargers, quarterback 15, 16 at best. So again, great matchup, salivating matchup, but... When it's Zach Wilson, you can't really rank him much higher. Moving now to the E tier. At number 21, we got Deshaun Watson. Now, realistically, this is a great game for Watson to come back to up against the Arizona Cardinals. The problem is, while he's off the injury report with that shoulder injury, is that he could easily re-aggravate it or, oh, my pussy hurts, and then they have to take him out the game again, just like up against the Colts. So he's very boom-bust this week. I'm probably going to end up playing him in a DFS lineup. YOLO mode, he's playing the Cardinals, maybe he goes crazy, but at the end of the day, in a redraft league, unless you are super down bad at quarterback, Deshaun Watson definitely shouldn't even be close to your lineup at number 22, ooh, ooh. Taylor Heineke going up against the cold like Minnesota Vikings at home in the ATL. But before we talk about Heineke, the rest of these two quarterbacks, and then get to the tight end rankings and tiers, I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play NFL pick'em in the whole entire universe. And Underdog has a great offer for you guys today that we'll be talking about in just a couple of seconds. But first, I want to help you guys understand how the Underdog pick'em works. You're going to have to pick at least one player from two different teams in order to make things work. So we're going to be talking about the Dolphins versus Chiefs game here at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday. We are going to go with Raheem Mostert higher than 51.5 rushing yards. The Chiefs secondary pretty solid. The Chiefs run defense no bueno. So Raheem Mostert higher than 51.5 rushing yards. And then we're going to go to the Chiefs and we are going to go with 
Mr. Rashi Rice, higher than 45 and a half receiving yards. I think he could easily get 50 plus in this spot against the Dolphins defense. So when you match those two together, if they both hit, you will get three times your entry fee. If you do three different players, then it would be six times your entry fee if it hits. Four is 10 times and five is 20 times your entry fee. Now, if you are new to underdog fantasy and you live in one of the states on your screen right now, you can get a first match deposit bonus of up to $500. So if you deposit $500, they'll give you an additional 500. If you do 100, it's additional 100, 50, additional 50, 25, additional 25. The minimum deposit on underdog fantasy is $10. So all you have to do is click on the link in the video description or use promo code notorious to activate that offer. If you have a gambling problem please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER we are back 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 on into things here taylor heineke quarterback 25 last week now heineke is just basically the definition of a mid to below mid quarterback in the nfl the vikings defense has looked a lot better recently and honestly i don't see too much of a difference between ritter and heineke so up against the vikings i get earlier on the season they were pretty shit defensively but recently they figured it out it just doesn't seem... Heineke's not a guy that does well with pressure, and he's going to be under pressure a lot from a defense that loves to blitz in Minnesota. At number 23, got Tyson Bajent of the Bears going up against the Saints. Perfect ranking in New Orleans. He's going to be the quarterback 22 to 25. He's not going to do anything special, not going to do anything really cool, but he might win them the game because they're the Saints he's going against. At number 24, we got Stafford going up against the Packers in Green Bay. Stafford is listed as questionable, might play, might not play. He's going to be a game-time decision after suffering a thumb injury last week. He did not practice all week, but he has played previously without a week of practice. So, we'll see. They're going into bye in Week 10. The Rams are a fucking disaster. So, we'll see. If he plays, there's a chance. He taps, calls uncle, gets out of there. So, even if he does play, quarterback 24 is a little ambitious. Moving now to the tight end rankings and tiers for week number nine. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure that you hit that subscribe button down below. It does really help me out a ton. So, the tight ends here, we begin in the S tier with Travis Kelsey, Mr. Swift, going up against the Miami Dolphins. I have heard that my Dolphins are going to put Jalen Ramsey on Kelsey, which I hope they do so that we can shut him down. But they probably won't. They'll probably put Baker on him. And Baker is going to get fucking cooked by Travis Kelsey. He got put in a blender by T Dallas Goddard. The tight ends just dominate the Dolphins like fucking Shaq in the paint. And it's going to be hard to watch. And Kelsey's probably going to score maybe 40 points in this one. At number two, we got Marky Mark Andrews going up against the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Nick, where's TJ Hawkinson? Well, with Jaron Hall under center, he has to move to the A tier. Andrews had a bit of a down game last week, but so did the whole Ravens offense. Passing-wise, Quarter uh, he scored a touchdown last week, 40 receiving yards. Nothing to scoff at. He is one of the second or third best tight end in the NFL. You start him every single week, even if the matchup isn't the best. Moving now to the A tier, tight ends three through five. At number three, we got Dalton Kincaid going up against the Bengals in Cincinnati. A great matchup for the tight end position. Back-to-back -back weeks inside the top eight at tight end. And with Dawson Knox one time, if you're with me, now on the IR, the floor is very high. The ceiling is even higher. Kincaid scored a touchdown last week. 
Probably going to see seven to eight targets in this one. This should be his best game yet. At number four, we got TJ Hawkinson going up against the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. Back-to-back weeks as the tight end number four. Again, while I'm worried about Jaron Hall, he probably just force-feeds the rock to the tight end, TJ Hawkinson here. He has had four straight games with eight or more targets. Again, I'm a little bit scared when I play him, but I can't rank him lower than this. At number five, we got Dallas Goddard going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas versus Dallas. Tight end 19 last week, 5, 15, and 2 over the last four games. Tight end 8 on the season. Cowboys defense, definitely not the best up against the tight end. Dallas Goddard is the starting tight end on one of the best offenses in the NFL with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL that uses the tight end. You have to rank him highly every single week. Moving now to the B tier, we got Taysom Hill at number six. Now, I know Taysom Hill is about as risky as going into intercourse with your condom ripped in half, but at the end of the day, sometimes guys just want to have fun. Tight end three, six, and six. Nick, the song's girls want to have fun. I know. Tight end three, six, and six in back-to-back-to-back weeks. Again, do I trust him blindly? Fuck no, baby. But up against the Bears, magic is going to happen. He has been catching passes. He's been throwing the ball and running the ball. When have you ever seen a tight end do this? The answer is never, never, never. At number seven, like the Lil Maybu song. At number seven, we got Jake Ferguson of the Dallas Cowboys going up against the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. Tight end 11 last week, four for four, like he was at Wendy's for 47 yards and a tug up against the Rams. I know Deshaun Watson was happy seeing him get that tug there. Going up against the Eagles, solid spot for him. The Eagles definitely not the best up against the tight end. Again, all of these guys in the first three tiers, S tier, A tier, B tier, You can make arguments between them. You might say, Nick, Jake Ferguson should be in the A tier. Or, Nick, I think I should just have Kelsey in the S tier, right? Have all the arguments you want. These are all guys that are no-brainer, stone-cold locks to be starts in your lineup. If you have them, you probably didn't even have to watch this section of the video. Number eight, we got Schultz against the Bucks at home in Houston. Now, prior to the bye week, he was the tight end 2-6-6 last week against the Panthers. Tight end 36, but again, that was a bad game out of C.J. Stroud. The offense definitely did not look like it was humming as much as earlier on in the season. But again, it's not DEFCON 1. It's not wee-woo, wee-woo panic mode. Sure, if Schultz shits the bed again this week against the Bucks, then it's time to panic. But those recent success, the great success, wah-wah-wee-wah, man, them aborat, uh, being so good recently, be <laughs> We gotta keep playing Dalton Schultz. Now we move to a range where... You're still starting them, but starts to, you know, it starts, shit starts to stink a little bit more. Number nine, we got Kyle Pitts going up against the cold like Minnesota Vikings. Two down games in a row for the ATL tight end. Good thing maybe Heineke fucking revives, gives CPR, because the you know that that thing, the defibrillator, the defibrillator, the defibrillator, whatever the fuck that thing is called. I saw someone in Newark get that when I was walking to a Devils game with. My friend and a woman that might have been my fiance. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember who it was. She's not watching this, so it's okay. I only say that because it's funny. I don't think I was with her. I think I was with a different woman. But the only woman I love is my fiance. So shout out to her. Love you, Nicole, if you're watching. Again, sometimes I say these things because they're funny, not because you're meant to take them seriously. Just remember that and chat. Just remember that chat as if I'm like a fucking streamer, like I'm I show speed or some shit, gonna whip my cock out on stream next time, right? Yeah. Chat. Fuck is wrong with me. 
comment section. Don't panic. And again, most people don't even get this far. So if you get this far, I hope you got a good laugh out of that. Probably did. My dad might be watching this video. My dad watches every single video. Shout out to my dad. He probably also thought that was funny. So again, back to Kyle Pitts. Down two weeks. I was starting him when he was the tight end 42. So just going to keep riding the Pitts Express. Pause. At number 10, we got Trey McBride, brother of Danny McBride. We got tight end 9, ECR, going up against the Browns. Tight end 1 last week. I don't like this matchup at all. I don't trust Clayton Looney Tunes. That's all, folks. But this is a big butt. Shout out Lisa Ann. Maybe Clayton Toon just force feeds the tight end, which is very possible. So again, am I clamoring to starting McBride? No, but I probably would because, again, there's a bunch of teams on by. So this is where we land. At number 11, we got LT, and we ain't taking LaDainian Thomason. We ain't talking Lawrence Taylor. We're talking Logan Thomas of the Washington Commandeth. Going up against the New England Patriots in New England. Back-to-back -back weeks as a four, top 14 tight end. Probably won't be a top 5 tight end, but pretty safe bet to finish in this range. Moving now to the D tier. This is where all hell breaks loose. Tight end 12, Cole Komet going up against the Saints in New Orleans. This man had 10 targets, 10 receptions last week for 79 yards. The problem is the last two games with Tyson Bajent before that, zero targets and three targets. So again, I hope maybe him and Komet just have this 5G LTE peanut butter and jelly connection. But in reality, it's probably more like soda and those things that you drop in the soda to make it explode. Those white things, mints, whatever the fuck they're called. It's probably going to explode right in our face. Pause. At number 13, we got David Njoku going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Njoku has been so good without Deshaun Watson. Now Watson's back, probably to sink the ship of Njoku. At number 14, we got Luke Musgrave. We talk about this every single week, but if you look at like all the advanced statistics, the nerd, the virgin stats, you will figure out that Musgrave fucking jumps off the screen in those stats. The problem is, in the real stats that matter, the targets, the receptions, the touchdowns, the receiving yards, he doesn't do too much. But again, all those stats point towards a great game coming for Mr. Musgrave. At number 15, we got Michael Mayer of the Raiders going up against the Giants at home in Viva Las Vegas. Now with Aiden O'Connell, I finally start to have some hope for Michael Mayer. Definitely not the best matchup, though, against the Giants. At number 16, we have Janu Smith. Janu Smith is probably the safest bet out of all of these guys because he's had multiple games inside the top five at tight end. He's had two down games in a row, but you could probably just blame Desmond Ritter. The Riddler for that. Next up, we move to the E tier, tight end 17 through 18. Again, these are all the start-worthy guys. Once we get past, you know, things were gross in the last year. But once you get outside of the top 18, it feels like you are swimming in fucking molasses here. Tight end 17, K-Dot, and back-to-back weeks as a top 18 tight end. I say this every week, but this is a guy that if you could just pick him up with the claw from Toy Story and fucking throw him on another team, right? Shoot him for three, lands on a different team that doesn't have as many weapons like Evans, Rashad White, or Godwin, then K-Dot's probably a usable tight end weekly. He's only really usable this week. I like the matchup, but it's because a lot of teams are on bye. At number 18, we got Gerald Everett, who seems to be good to go for Sunday. Missed last week against the Bears, but both of the prior weeks, he was a top 10 tight end. You need, you need a touchdown out of Everett because he's going to get you 15 to 30 yards every single game. Maybe if you're lucky, Red Panty Knight, he gets 45 yards, but you need the touchdown. 
Might not come against the Jets, but the Jets aren't the best against the tight end. Moving now to the F tier again. This is the fuck it tier. You're in this range. You're probably very, very sad if you got to start any of these guys. Hunter Henry of the Patriots going up against the Commanders. Wet dream matchup. Problem is they use Mike Gesicki more. Problem is Mac Jones kind of reeks. Week one, week two, he's on top of the world. Tight end one and two. But ever since then... Nothing great. At number 20, we got Tyler Higby. Tight end 16 last week, but prior to that, things have been a doozy ever since Cooper Cup returned. So I am kind of just steering clear away. Corvette, Corvette from Mr. Higby at number 21. Tyler Conklin going up against the LA Chargers. Conklin's a guy that if his quarterback wasn't Zach Wilson, it was Aaron Rodgers, you would probably be getting on your knees doing the Gawk Gawk 9000 special for Conklin. Problem is... I sound like the fucking the Joker when he goes all crazy. That, uh, I want to know how I got these scores. I wish I could do a better Joker impression. The only impersonation I could do is I can kind of do Donald Trump and I can kind of pause. I can kind of also do my name of Borat. The Borat one is definitely the best. It used to be so much better. If you watch my older videos when I was doing Borat, it was so good. And my voice got a little bit deeper. You know, my balls dropped slightly. And I sounded sound sound a lot less like Borat now. Moving now to the G tier. Again, this is the pray to the football gods above that these guys score a touchdown. Donald Parham, who just somehow always gets a touchdown or two. Scored one last week. You gotta hope he does it again against the Jumbo Jets. At number 23, we got Mike Likiamagasiki. Uh, the best grittier in the NFL. Three or more targets in four of or three of the last four games. Great matchup against the Commanders, but again, Hunter Henry being there just kind of puts things out of whack. And at number 24, we got Jawan Johnson finally returned last week against the Colts. Probably with how much Taysom Hill has been playing has been just completely shilled, cucked out of work. But hey, maybe the, the more healthy he gets, maybe he gets three or four targets this week and cracks the top 24 because again, the matchup is great against the Bears. Thank you guys all so much for watching. If you didn't up enjoying today's video, make sure you hit that subscribe button down below if you're new. Whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure you leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY if you'd like access to my weekly rankings as well as a guaranteed answer to any of the questions you guys may have. Make sure you guys check out the Patreon link in the video description for $7.50. I love you guys all so much. Hope you all have a splendid Saturday and we will be back by Back, back, back on Sunday with the usual Sunday, mo Sunday morning live stream. Go Dolphins. Fins up. Love you guys. Have a great one as always. Good boy. Check out one of the videos on your screen if you haven't seen them already. Good boy.